a Pulp MX Network production. Welcome to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show presented by Maxis Tires and Renthal on RacerXOnline.com. With your continued support of our sponsors, we have surpassed 1,500 podcasts delivered with over 15 million downloads. Click that Amazon banner on Pulp MX to help us out. Donate via Patreon if it suits you. As always, enrich your moto lifestyle by working with the sponsors who support us. The original Moto Podcast, featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews and race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's your host, Steve Mathis. Hey everybody, it's Steve Mathis. I'm proud to say that insulin for diabetes was invented right there in my home country of Canada. Same great country that brought us Ross, Rollerball Peterson, and of course, Putin. It was a shocker to me to learn that on the average, the same insulin in the United States can be upwards of 10 times more expensive than the same product in Canada. Now, Prairie Insulin and Meds believes that taking care of your health shouldn't burden you financially. I think we all can agree on that. Uh, we've been able to team up with those guys to get Pulpamex customers an additional 10% off the already low Canadian prices on insulin and all other prescription medications. Check it out. Tell your family and friends. PrairieInsulin.com. Make sure you tell them Pulpamex sent you to get your discount. Thanks for listening, everybody. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Fly Racing Racer X Podcast. I'm Steve Mathis, of course. Uh, brought to you by Renthal and Maxis. Thank you to those companies for coming on board. Fly Racing as well. Justin Brayton, Zach Osborne, Justin Bogle, uh, just a few of the guys that wear Fly Racing, um, and Blake Baggett as well, of course. Please check them out. The 2020 and a half Kinetic Mesh has been out for a while now, and it's their summer gear. They launched it at Daytona. Remember that race? And, uh, yeah, please check it out. Your local dealer online. You can order online. Fly's doing this little COVID-19 sale where they're giving you 10% off their entire line, or... If you buy, like, boots, you get socks. If you buy a helmet, you get goggles, that type of stuff. The folks at Fly Racing are trying to help you in these times that are a bit stressful uh, for the pocketbook. So thank you, flyracing.com. Maxis tires as well, MXSTs, used by Alex Ray and Supercross, developed by some guy named Jeremy McGrath, and uh, great mountain bike tires as well. The folks at Maxis, uh, light truck, UTVs, maxis.com for more information on that. And Renthal, of course, you saw their Fat Bar 36 that was uh, released before the season started, and Kenny Roxon's used that to win some supercrosses. The winning brand in manufacturing design for the last half century, Renthal, continues to lead the world. The very top level of sport, amassing more titles than all competing brands combined. Wow. Renthal's records are unsurpassable, over 222 U.S. titles and over 213 world titles. Thanks to the hard work and dedication to detail, Renthal Factory has been helping world-class racers achieve their championship goals since 1969. So, yeah, folks at Renthal have been around a long time, and they know what they're doing. Also, thank you to RacerX. Of course, they started a new promo a little bit ago from now until June 10th. Uh, so I'm not sure when you're going to hear this, but until June 10th, you get three issues for 3 bucks, print and digital, or $0.99 cents digital only. So if, you wanna, if you're on the fence about getting a magazine and you want to jump back in, remember there's a lot of those stories that we do in the magazines that you'll never read online, and we put a lot of work into that stuff, and it's not race results and that kind of stuff in the magazine. It's uh, human interest stories and features and things like that. So uh, until to June 10th, three issues for 3 bucks, printed digital, or $0.99 cents for digital only uh, at racerxonline.com for more information on that. 
Um, so thanks, everybody, for listening. Appreciate it. And also, um, it's very stoked to have my uh, in-studio guest for this one-on-one podcast, former Southern California hot shoe factory Husqvarna rider at one point, I believe, uh, now working back, working at Husqvarna in the marketing end of things. Andy Jefferson, what's up, bro show? How are you? I'm wonderful. How about you? Thanks for coming in. Yeah. Hey, we had a good ride today. Yeah. And- beautiful day up here in the yeah. Dez. I really loved it. Uh, yeah, you're a big mountain bike guy. A road bike and mountain bike or just mountain? Yeah, both road yeah. mountain. We ride at lunch every day. Yeah. We try to put miles in and just have a good time with it. You, you, uh, you, yeah, you put a lot of miles in. When you were racing, were you a big trainer or is this something that came later? No, we always, I always trained. I yeah. was, because I, I think for me when I was racing, I had to train because yeah. I wasn't that talented, let's say. Uh-huh. I mean, so I had to be in better shape. And luckily for me, I love training. Mm-hmm. I love running at the time, and I love bicycling. So yeah. I kind of did a little bit of everything. So from years of motoing, how is your body now? Like for uh, my body's okay. My knees are a little bit yeah, a, a little bit suspect sometimes. But <laughs> um, but yeah, my body's pretty good. Right, it's right. Not too too bad. Uh, you were trying the new Husqvarna e-bike that's coming out in the fall. Yeah, uh, we're we just developing have some, that. Yeah, we just have some test bikes over here that yeah. we're just playing around with and. And, uh, you know, firstly, because you have the intense, I, and I'm not much of an e-bike guy, yeah. so I want to go to a guy that has a lot um, of miles on him and got to ride with you today and see how the differences may be in the intense yeah. versus what I have. And, and uh, yeah, so we're just doing some, that's cool. some testing yeah. on the bikes right you now. You know, Yamaha's got one coming out, too. Um, so, yeah, I think that's an avenue where some of the OEMs are looking at. You know, hey, what can we do here? So, well, I think it's the next step for people. You know, you have a dirt bike, and and you know, maybe you don't want to go out and train. Yeah, and you want to just go ride. And to me, the e-bike's the perfect. I mean, and and I'll tell you, this is only my third ride on it. Yeah. And after my first two rides, I was kind of like, I really don't. But after today, <laughs> I had a great time. Yeah. We 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 hammered some trails pretty good and. It's perfect. Yeah. If you do that, that's what is right. perfect. And you made that comment when we were stopped. You said, out here on a regular bike, you'd be suffering. Right. Uh, is, unless you're you know an elite, elite guy. Right. Uh, you'd be suffering if you're on a regular bike, and this just puts the fun in it. And that's exactly it, right? Like, you're still getting a good workout. Uh, I think my average heart rate today was like 145 or something. So, um, you know, you're getting a good workout, and but you're able to go much further and have right. more fun. And then, you know, you're not suffering. And then tomorrow, you can go back and ride again because yeah. you didn't suffer. Yeah. Uh, and and still, you know, we all try to run our heart rates, and we probably all do too much. Mm-hmm. Your heart rate sh- doesn't have to be high to get a good workout. Yeah, yeah. You need to be at a steady pace, and, and this yeah. pace today was perfect. Yeah, like my buddy uh, Paul Parabino, he's in shape, and he's got a he's got an e bike, and he runs it in trail or boost because he has so much fun. Right? right. For me, I'm trying to lose weight. I'm trying to get better in shape. You're in great shape. So for me, I run an eco because I want to suffer. I want to lose weight. I want to grind, right? Right. Um, but there is that option late in rides, and we had one section today that I hated, and I told right. you guys how I hated it. I just bumped up the trail. I got through this section, this uphill, techie, techie rock stuff, and then I was able to go back down to eco. And, like, it's a perfect example of why an e-bike works great. Right. And yeah. it, like I said, just like you're saying is for those people that, you know, you're not – out there, you don't. You're not going to try and be the next triathlete or the yeah. next marathon guy and all this. You just want to go ride and have fun. Yeah, that's what it's for. Right, uh, Husqvarna Marketing for you. Uh, how long have you been there for? Back at um, I've been at. Well, I was with the original. Let's say Husqvarna when yeah. they were owned by BMW yeah. for three years. I started there in uh, 2010. Okay, and then um, the company was sold to 
the KTM Corporation mm -hmm. or uh, Peer Industries, which right. owns all of it, um, was sold, I think, in 2013, 12, 13. And then so I moved over there. So now, if you want to count total, I've been there about eight or nine years. Which is, I always think it's funny because you made your name riding a Husqvarna against the Japanese brands when they no, were no longer the great Husqvarnas that everybody grew up with. And you were sort of the lone guy on a Husky. And then you end up working four years later. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a full circle. It is, like, totally. You know, and for me, you know, and, and like to be back with Husky and just the lineage of the name, mm -hmm. that was when I had a chance to get this job, I just said I have to do it. Right. Uh, I, and it wasn't like I had my previous job for 27 years. I didn't have to go anywhere. Yeah. And I made pretty good money. Yeah. And What this was it? I worked for an uh, office products company. Oh, okay. Like, okay. We sold copiers and okay. fax machines, yep. that kind yep. of stuff. And it was a friend of mine's, um, uh, my childhood friend's family's business oh, okay. early. Yeah. Then they sold out. Okay. Um, and I didn't have to leave, but when this came up and um, a guy it's called Kind of back to your roots, right? Yeah, and yeah. I was like, I even talked to my wife and I said, look, I really want to do this. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, I'm over. Copiers and fax. Yeah, I'm over <laughs> this right now and I want to get back into this industry. Yeah. And, and luckily, I got a job. Yeah. So now, when they were switched from BMW ownership, and by the way, those BMW looking Husqvarnas were underrated. Yeah. They had some cool looking yes. bikes yes, when for BMW sure. ran. Yeah. But when they switched over to KTM, were you nervous about losing your job? Were you, did they come to you early? Did, like, were you stressing a little bit? Um, Not a little bit, but not much. I, I was, and let me say for me, and it's weird, I guess I've, a lot of times they've been in the right place at the right time. Uh -huh. That's basically what it was. I was the parts guy at the time. For, I did all the parts for Husqvarna, and I'm going to call it BMW yeah. Husqvarna. I yeah. did all the parts, all the accessories, yeah. all the after sales. Yeah. So all that stuff had to be moved. Yeah. So they, I mean, in a way, they couldn't get rid of me. <laughs> you so knew where everything was. I, I was lucky. <laughs> so I did all that. I made all that move yeah. from the stuff from, um, it was up in, in New Jersey. Oh, I was moved it, it okay. all down to Ohio, you know, have to inventory it and blah, right, blah, right, throw right. stuff away that's obsolete, all that yeah. good stuff. So then I came into the office uh, and then it was like, what am I going to do? And right. John Eric Burleson came to me and says, hey, we we need you to continue with this for now, but we need an off-road manager for the Husky off-road team. Yeah. And I'm like, do you, do you want to do that? Great. Heck yeah, I want yeah. to do that. That was yeah. a blast. Oh, that's cool. So, yeah, I don't, I, don't think I'm, I don't think I remember you doing that. Yeah. 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 I, I mean, I did it before, before Timmy Wigand. Yeah, before yeah. Timmy, yeah. Um, Andrew DeLong won the uh, National Enduro Championship for the okay. first time since 1986 yeah, for yeah, Husky. Yeah. For Husky. So, since like uh, Terry Cunningham. Yes, or whatever. exactly. Yeah, yeah, Terry yeah. Cunningham was the last, and oh, then okay, Andrew DeLong yeah. won. How'd you like that poll? I pulled yeah, that out. Terry exactly. Cunningham. It was pretty good. <laughs> and uh, But I got two championships. Jacob Bargibart won a championship okay. for me that year. And I did it for like a year and a half, almost two years. Right. And but the hard part was at the time I was still doing the part. So uh, there was one year that I traveled forty-three weekends out of the year. Really? I was oh going, wow! Your wife's just like yeah, I, I like the fox, was, the facts, and copier right, thing better. Right. And so that was kind of tiring. And then it came up; they needed a media guy yeah. because they didn't have anyone. So I said. Sure, and Timmy was there. They, Timmy became the team manager yep. for Off Road, and then I went over to media. How do you like the media end of things? How do you how do you enjoy that? Um, yeah, I tell people every day. It's another one of those things in the right place at the right time. It's the greatest job in the company. I really yeah, just you, like yeah, today. Yeah, yeah. I get to talk about dirt bikes or bicycles. Right. I get to do that every day. Yeah. And someone pays me to do yeah, it, yeah. or I get to go yeah. riding. Right. My boss 
I can ride all I want. Yep. Go to the he he inspires us. He says, go to the track and go ride. You're not talking about Moen. Tom Moen. He's inspires yes. you. I don't know if those words have ever been used <laughs> with Tom Moski. Yeah, he's he's really a, he's a different guy, but he's one of those people like... Oh, he makes me laugh. He, and, I have so many Moen stories from when yeah. I worked at KTM. When you get in with him, he's the nicest guy. Yeah. I mean, from the outside, you he's, probably yeah, say, ah. Grouchy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But when but. you get in with him, he's like, your job is to go riding. Yeah. Take people riding. Yeah. So yeah. I, as much as I can, I... Take, right. Or my guys, we take yeah. people riding, whether it's street bikes or dirt bikes or yeah. whatever. Um, the, we all know KTM and Husqvarna are owned by the same company, and and certainly I've had some KTM people and Husqvarna people yell at me over the years for because I'm just like, look, it's a KTM. Anderson rides a KTM, and so what we we don't need to get into that. But how much different, how much differing uh, philosophies or or uh, divisions are there between a KTM and Husqvarna when it comes to media duties? Uh, you know, for you and you and the K, who's the KTM guy? I don't even know. Well, it would be, and that's the thing. Now I'm the KTM guy. Oh, you are. I'm okay. the KTM guy. I'm the gas gas guy. Oh, I didn't know and that. And I'm the Husqvarna okay. guy, all in one. Okay. Um. So there isn't really any. Now yeah, there isn't. Now now there isn't. Um, yeah. So I, I felt like when they made Roger like the overseer, they put a KTM logo, a Husqvarna logo, and they'll soon have a gas gas. I would imagine. Right. I felt like when they did that with Roger, they relaxed their philosophy of like hey we're two different companies right and, and i think at first they were trying to establish what what husqvarna was going to be yeah and so it was really i mean we were adamant we weren't allowed to park next to each other we weren't i mean even though yeah. we work together yeah. we see each other all the time yeah. but outwardly they wanted to make sure there yeah. was some kind of separation yeah. we couldn't talk about the white ktm thing right and when right. that would happen somebody's oh head I, I i got a few things and i said i don't care right I, you can't fool me. That's right. that's Ryan right. Dungey's bike. That, right. that Jason and, and you're 100 percent right. And right. it is. It's the same. Right. But our philosophies in marketing are two. They are different. Yeah. Totally yep. opposite. So, with KTM is like the color orange. Mm -hmm. It's ready to race. It's in your face. It's I'm gonna win, bar none. Mm -hmm. um, Husqvarna completely on the other spectrum of we're the fun guys. Like we want like almost boutique. Yeah, we want to be fun. Yeah. We yeah. want. We don't want to. We're, we're we are yeah. racing. We yep. want to win. Yep. There's no doubt about it. But right. by the same token, we want to go out in the desert and take a bunch of people riding. Yeah, yeah. And, and well, that has nothing to do with racing. And when you look at Jason Anderson as a as a star rider mm -hmm. versus you know the right. Cooper Webb guys, like right. there is a difference. Right. Like Dean Wilson, right? Because right? we try to be, we want to be a different brand. And yeah. and you know the 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 thing that you run into when especially when you have two brands like this, is you start getting a lot of you know, eating away at the other brand mm -hmm. by this brand. And yeah, we're, yeah. we're trying to steer away from that. Yeah. I I don't want to go after a KTM person. I want to go after a Honda, Yamaha, Cowie, yeah. Beta, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I want to talk to those people. Sure. I want to get other people involved. And sometimes, you know, people look at the ready to race and they go, we don't like that. It's too in your face. Yeah, yeah. And so <laughs> yeah. Husky's the perfect attraction right, for those people. Right. So the marketing, everything we do is completely different. Yeah. And it's, I mean, for me, sometimes it's a struggle because, like, you know, I'll, I'll see a picture and I'll say, let's put, let's run that. Yeah. Can't run that. Yeah. Because yeah. it's not blah, blah, what, blah, blah, blah. What, what, yeah, what and, we want. And so, right. you know, for me, I got to understand this is what this is and yeah. this is what that is. So, yeah. oh, now, it's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Now it's. You just switch, switch a hat, but switch, uh, you switch mindsets a little bit right, too. Exactly. Yeah. And, and see, me on the backside, most of my outwardly guys, like I have a KTM guy. That's on the outside. He's a KTM uh -huh. guy, and then we have on the on the outside we have a Husky guy, and then yep. now we have a Gas Gas guy. So, I mean, outwardly, those three yep. guys are the face of 
media, let's yep. say, to the media department. Right. And then I'm kind of the guy that's overseeing that to make sure everything's happening yep. with everyone. Oh, okay, interesting. And, and I still go to events and yeah. that kind of stuff, yeah. but... You know. I, I, I I battle a bit, and I've said this on my shows over the over the last couple of years. There's some Japanese racers, Japanese managers, Japanese VIPs in the pits that are very pissed off that you know Jason Anderson helped helped uh, Dungey win the title a couple of years ago by punting Chad off the track, and you know when you have Eli Tomac versus orange and white guys. You know, and they're not happy, and I get that, and I understand that. Like, hey, it is kind of BS. On the flip side, though, uh, Kawasaki. There's nothing to stop Kawasaki to hire another team and give them some factory parts and run another team right. and have help for Eli Tomac right. per se. There's not. There's nothing. They don't do that. They don't have the budget, or they don't want to. Either one, whatever it is. Uh, Suzuki the same way. Um, so good on KTM for investing. In the sport with Husqvarna team and now hopefully with a gas gas team down the line here somewhere. So that's a great thing. They're like dumping a lot of money and support into our sport. So, yes, Mr. Japanese VIP, you're angry, but you know what? They're dumping money into this sport. So that's where I'm at on that. Like, I don't like it either, but hey, I like the support that the that Mr. Pierre has given Supercross and Motocross and off-road and flat tracking and you know everything. So so yeah, I'm I'm more happy that they support it. Right, you know, and and I think like I mean I remember and because I'm a little older, back in the day where some teams would would hire guys to do a one race mm-hmm. to block someone. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And it happens. Yeah, I mean, Honda gave out some work spikes, right? That's for what, yeah, points. that's yeah. what the team is about. Yeah. Your team, and and when you want to say, well, he's factory KTM and he's factory Husky, well. We're all the same, so we're all one team. Yeah. And, I mean, that can go as friends. If your friend was on a Honda and I'm on a Suzuki uh-huh. and you're going to block for me. Yeah. Being my friend. Yeah. More, yeah. I yeah. mean, more than you're going to let a Yamaha yeah, guy yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. No, it, it's I, just one of those things. I agree. I, and I agree. So I hear grumblings in the pits and I kind of go, why don't you guys start do another team? about it. Yeah, right. do something about it. Right. Exactly. It's, right, for sure. It just takes money and equipment, and mm-hmm. you could do something about it. You know, Honda right. has the smart top guys, so right. I can't really come down on them at all. They they give those guys a lot of help. And, right. But, you know, yeah, some of the other Japanese OEMs, like, open up the pocketbooks like like KTM guys are doing. Right. So right. Um, I've, I've had Travis Preston in here. Uh, I've talked to Chris Wheeler a lot. Uh, I've talked to a lot of OEMs that are involved in marketing slash media. And... How frustrating for you, Andy, when you read things or listen to things about the bikes that are either wrong or off the point or whatever. Uh, you just It's part of the job, right? But it's got to be frustrating. Yeah, there's days when you know I see something on a site or you yeah. see something, someone said this, and you want to, you really want to <laughs> yeah. just get on the computer and just go yeah. blah, blah, blah yeah. and say you're wrong, yeah. but... Yeah. For the most part, you kind of, and this is a Tom Moe, and he always sits back and just says, don't worry about it. It doesn't matter. Right, right. We know what is the truth, yeah. and the truth will come out at some point, and yeah. if it doesn't, oh well. Yeah. Don't worry so about it. So it's not a big thing for you, not a big frustration. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, no, okay. for oh, me, for I see it, is. and yeah, I yeah. get mad. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. that's not right. right. I know this because I ride that bike. I know what it does. <laughs> and, and, you know, so, yeah, yeah it, it definitely is one of those things. And I run to him and yeah, go, yeah. hey, did you see this? And yeah. he's like, yeah, I saw it. Don't worry about it. Yeah, there's there's one uh, media company that, like, Preston won't work with. He just, mm-hmm. like, they're so out to lunch. I don't want to go. I don't want to waste my time right. out with them. Right. That's how frustrated right. he gets at right. times. And it's, so. you know, and I, 
you know, like we, we talk all the time with, you know, and I know Travis, I know all the media yeah, guys and, yeah. and, you know, I, I'm personal friends with Travis and we talk about each other's bikes. We all know what the good is and bad about each one of our bikes. Yeah. Yeah. All of our bikes yep. have great yep. things. All of them have yep. some stuff that maybe aren't as good as the other guy. Right. And, but by the same token today, in today's our bikes are all They're pretty, pretty gosh good. Darn yeah. Good, no, even know. a Suzuki that gets a lot of yeah, flack yeah. is still pretty good yeah, bike for right. for ninety five percent of right. the people out there. You know. Yes, for sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. For ninety nine percent of yeah. us. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. Fun, yeah. Perfectly yeah. fine. Yeah. So that's that kind of bugs me when people are bashing on, and I'm like, you guys don't know yeah. all the stuff that's in the background yeah. of this to make this yeah. thing happen. Like I like for example the the FC Rockstar Edition mm-hmm. was it was. The second worst bike in one of the shootouts last mm-hmm. year or yes. two years ago, and, yes. I, and I'm like, look, I, there's no chance that bi- everybody else says that bike is 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 amazing, right. mm-hmm. uh, and it does maybe doesn't win, but it comes second, or you know what I mean, right? And so, as you in the marketing department, you got to read that and be like, you guys are off, like, right? It's yeah, just, and, just and no way. Believe you me, there's emails that come back from, <laughs> you know, Austria going, what is going on, and, and you know, <laughs> I, and they really know. You can't explain it. All, yeah, yeah. all I can do yeah. is. When we go to a test, is we make yep. sure our bike is you know set up for that person. Yep. And if somehow this person doesn't like it, yeah. there's nothing I can do about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, I can only give them what I have. Yep. And if for some reason they think it's the, you know one percent off here or one percent off there, there's not a lot I can do. No, about no, not really, you know? right? And, yeah. and when we're there, all I ask people is to be just be fair and impartial because mm-hmm. yeah. that's what you have to yeah. be. Yeah. 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 And if my bike's last, fine. Tell me it's yeah, last. Yeah. And we'll move on from there. Right. But give me a good reason yeah, why it's yeah, last. Yeah, for sure. You know. When does the gas gas star f- stuff start happening, do you think? Well, we have Charles bikes now. Oh, okay. As yeah. Kiefer has one. And okay. I think the embargo date is I don't the know if people are going to hear this. Yeah, so, yeah. That's fine. The yeah. first yeah. is the bar- embargo date. Yeah. And uh, so we have gas gas trials bikes are here in the States. We're starting to market those now. They'll be in dealerships. We're hoping middle mm-hmm. of uh, July, I yep. think, or I mean, excuse me, middle of May. And so the all the other stuff, is, especially with this COVID thing going on, yeah, yeah. everything's pushed yeah, back. We, so we, we probably won't see gas gas, let's say motorcycles or whatever, you know, th- whatever products are mm-hmm. coming with until October, November yeah. or yep. something. That's yep. the guess because everything's going to be a right. little late. Yeah, we see Koldenhoff's already, you know, they're racing yeah. them over there as yeah. the gas gas team. So and Elias Sands raced one in... Yep. You know, in uh, Dakar. So, right, yeah. right. So it's coming. Yeah. Um, let's jump in the time machine a little bit. Let's go back. So sure. uh, you were a very, very fast pro rider uh, and, of course, rode Husqvarna for a number of years. Uh, you grew up in SoCal? SoCal? Yes, I grew up in SoCal. I was born in San Francisco. Oh, you were? Okay. Um, you know, my dad was in the Air Force, so yep. I was born up there. We moved down to the desert like when I was four years old. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, how do you get into dirt bikes? Do you remember? Uh, yeah, there was either... Dirt bikes, parties, <laughs> or bicycles. Okay. And so I begged and pleaded with my parents to get me a bike, a yeah. motorcycle. Is this like mid-70s? Uh, early? It was, yeah, it was early 70s. Early 70s, yeah. I was probably... So the Alcimore wasn't out yet? Like, no. None of that yet? No. Yeah. I mean, I... Well, my first bike was a 1971 Honda SL100. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So um, really, my first bike was a trials bike. My dad bought... Somehow, my dad... <laughs> Went to the Honda shop in town and came, bought, came, came home with a trials bike. And I rode it down the street and back. I go, I can't ride this. Because I couldn't sit down. I'm yeah, like, no, yeah. no, And so. He was like, I don't know, bro. Yeah. And he, exactly. He's like, well. And then he came comes back with a Honda SL100 lights and everything. Yeah. I'm like, that's not the bike that, like this. Yeah, yeah. And dad's like, no, you ride that. Yeah, yeah, so that's it. So took the lights off right. and rode it for a couple years. Yeah. So, um, 
but yeah, I think for me, it was the fact that I, um, when I was a little kid or when I was little, I should say eight or nine years old, um, little known thing about me. I was, I was put in the short bus, let's call it. Okay. Like, th- cause I, I guess they thought I was retarded. Why? Cause I couldn't read. You couldn't read. Okay. And it took a little while, six months. Yeah. And a teacher, or one of my counselors finally figured out, I think this kid has dyslexia. Yeah. You're dyslexic. Ah. No, they yeah. never knew it. Yeah, they yeah, kept yeah. taking me to these classes and they're like, there's nothing wrong with this yeah, kid. Yeah, and yeah. then he's like, and then, so I started doing training for that. Yeah, There must be things you can do for that. Right. right? Yeah. So they went to my dad and they go, look, he, you need him to read. And, and, does he like reading? And my dad says, obviously not. No. <laughs> what does he like to do? He likes motorcycles. Yeah. Get a motorcycle. So my dad bought me every motorcycle magazine in the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I would read that. Yeah. And I would try. And, and that. Get into that. So that got me into looking at the pictures of Heike McCullough and yeah. Roger DeCoster. Yeah, Roger and all Joel that. Right? Robert and those guys. And yeah. I was like hooked. Yeah. And Funny I, that you work with Roger now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, and I was probably nine years old, 10 years old. Okay. Then... Um, is this Hesperia? Where is this? Victorville. 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 So what is up there at that point? Like, I know what Nothing. it is now. It's 12,000 people. 11,000 people. Is it really? Yeah. So there's just, yeah, I can't Nothing. even picture it. Nothing. Right, where, right. where my house is today, I live in my childhood house back. I, oh, you do? I moved back you to did. my childhood house. And there used to be, I could ride, and I still can, but there was no houses behind us, no houses anywhere. Yeah. And I had the whole desk. Yeah. I had a track that was... So was it just that Main Street exit? Was that the exit? Um, there, was, there was Mojave, Mojave. the okay. same one yep. that's yep. there, yep. but it was only two lanes. Yep. I mean, I'll tell you, uh, there's a street that a lot of people know, Bear Valley Road, yeah. when you're going out to Lucerne Valley. Yeah. There used to be, there was no bridge out out a ways. Yeah. It was a railroad crossing. Oh, no when way. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So, so you would just ride from the house? Ride from just... the house and have the whole desert. I had <laughs> five or six. There's a couple of tracks that are still there, yeah, but yeah. five or six motocross tracks, yeah. and my mom could see me from the from the back of the house where she's, you know, in the ba- in our backyard, right. you could look out and watch yeah. me ride. Yeah. So it was always a little safer. But to get to that point, when I was 10 years old, my brother got killed. Oh, okay. And so that. How old was he? Younger or older? He was 18. Oh, eight years older than you. Yes. Yeah. So all my siblings are much older than Okay. Me. My youngest one to me is seven. Oh, wow. Years. Okay. So I was kind of the yep. runt baby yep. or mistake. The accident. Or call it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but so my mom was not going to let me ride motorcycle. Like there was oh. no way that I was ever going to ride a motorcycle. And finally, my dad persuaded her enough that I got a bike when I was about, I was 11, 10 years old, 11. Did your older brother die in a motorcycle accident? No, or? it oh, was okay. a oh. gunshot. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, a weird, yeah, weird situation. So, um, so that's when you started riding. I yeah. started riding about 11. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's funny though, like. I mean, I, I'm in Canada and I'm growing up, I'm younger than you, but that's, you know, you're reading these magazines and that's what gets you into it. Yes. That's totally what, like the colors and yes. the, the style and the, the, the weird, the weird old places, the Europe G- GPs, right. you know, right. all that kind of I stuff. I was yeah. so mesmerized by it. And, you know, like I said, I, I could sit there and read those books all day yeah. long. Yeah. Like, and just to lit, watch the stories of these guys riding and what they rode on right. and, you know, then go out in the desert and try and emulate what yeah. they did. Or you see a picture of a guy, yeah. you know, the old picture of one of the, I want to say Mako, uh, Willie Bauer with the handlebar under his leg, oh, his yeah, leg yeah. over the top I don't think bit. I've seen that one, right? Yeah. Just gnarly. Like, <laughs> I want to do that. No way I could do it, but I yeah. want to do it. On my SLC. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, so when do you start? like racing and getting realizing like you're good and does your mom and dad support you for all this and 
when do you be like, hey man, like, are you 14, 15 years old? And you're I like, was good. 13, yeah. 14. And I got, I had a, um, I think my first real motorcycle was an RM100. Okay. And I think it was 1976. Okay. I want to say. Yeah. And, um, I, but I still didn't race. I would ride in the desert yep. all the time. <laughs> just ride like, yeah, that's Chris Kiefer. That's Chris Kiefer. Yeah. Every day, <laughs> ride in the right, desert, right. just beat my brains out, and I wanted to race. Yeah. So I finally told my mom, I said, look, I want to race one time. Yeah. Just let me race and get yeah. this over with, and I'll get beat, and then I'll be done with it. <laughs> so she says, I mean, reluctantly, she yeah. they let me race. My first race, I raced in the beginner class, the uh, 100 beginner class, yeah. and at that time, there wasn't many 100s, so I had to race with the 125s. Yeah. Well, that... I beat everyone except for two 125 pros. Oh, wow. Pros. So, yeah, pros. I beat all the intermediates. I beat everyone <laughs> oh, except for these two pro guys. And so then I went home and I go, well, how can you stop Where was me? this? Where, what, do you remember? Sunrise Valley Cycle. Oh, Sunrise. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. So, Sunrise was back th was around well, back then? Well, it was, it was called 395. Yeah, yeah. But, but it was still yes. it was yeah. Sunrise. Yeah. What, like the place that just closed. Same yes. spot. Yeah, same spot. It's been there that long. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, it's been shit. there longer than that. It, has a flat, it used to have a flat track around mm. it. They used to race flat track. So from your house, it's like 10 minutes away or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. So, you know, I started racing yeah. every weekend then. Yeah. Like just racing and racing and racing. Yeah. And my parents, my dad supported, which, you know, yeah, I Yeah, financially, they now, were on board on yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, well, we didn't have a lot. Of, at yeah. least we didn't. My dad was in the airport. He was retired by that time. Yeah. And he worked uh, then at a golf course uh, in town. And uh, I... Now I look back and go, how did it happen? How did that? How did they do this? Because yeah. I know how expensive it is now, but I mean, yeah. and, and it wasn't the same as it is today. But yeah. you know, um, there was no. I didn't change suspension. Whatever the bike came with, yeah. is what I rode. Yeah, it yeah, yeah. I mean, you might add some thirty weight oil to the front fork. <laughs> I swear, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. what we rode. I yeah. mean, that's. Yeah. I didn't have yeah, fork yeah. oil, so who, who we put told, that yeah. in there. Yeah, 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 who told me I can't do that? You know, if the thing was too soft, you cut a PVC spacer and ram it in the shock. Really? That, really, yeah. that really didn't do it. Well, I didn't know that yeah, as a kid. Yeah, yeah, it made yeah. it yeah. stiffer at the top. But, but you would learn how to do all this stuff? Yeah. Yeah, you would like read the right, magazine. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah do wow. this and make it stiffer. Okay, that's right. what I did. And so, but I raced every weekend yeah. after that. And my dad uh, got to be good friends with the guy that owned the Suzuki shop. Okay. And Where is that? In desert? In Victorville. In, in Victorville, yeah. yeah. Uh, and he really took a liking to me and took care of me. Yeah. I actually ended up working for him for two bucks an hour when I was. You look, you look back at people like that, like if you never meet that guy or yeah. whatever, you know what I mean? It would like, have been, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 And so I raced and raced and raced. And for me, it was my dad worked on Sunday. So he would take me to the track, six in the morning, drop me off. Go work. And go work. And then come back at four in the afternoon and pick me up. Yeah. And I was just kind of this kid around the pits. Yeah, yeah. Go to my race and sit there on my little toolbox, and well, you know, people took care of me. Yeah, really. Yeah. So, as an African American, did you did you notice any racism? Did you notice people? Did you fit right in? Did not you, then. No. Not there. No. No. no not there. It was I, all I got it because you had to be the only guy. Only. Well, oh. there was me, and I'll say this guy's name, Black Sam. <laughs> Black Sam. <laughs> uh, that I got to know and be pretty good. He was like my one of my sisters. Age, okay. So he was yeah, yeah. seven or eight. Yeah, yeah. But he helped me a lot. Okay. And uh, he That's raced hilarious. every weekend, and yeah, he yeah. was just a good guy. Yep. yep. And so it was like, no, I didn't notice it as yeah. much then. Yeah. Uh, but but I'll say like my dad always would tell me he goes. You know, he goes, I didn't know I was black until someone told me because mm -hmm. I didn't know. I just. You're just like, whatever. Yeah. yeah I'm just yeah, whatever. Right. Yeah. We're just human beings. Yeah. Here. Right. Yeah. We're all trying to do the same thing. Um, So when do you start like racing pro and making money? When I was 16. 16. And I could race pro. Yeah. Yeah. I started racing just. Suzuki's? I, yes. Yeah. Mostly up in the desert. Yeah. I would go to De Anza sometimes 
and, and venture out a little Where bit. Where was De Anza? De Anza was in, basically in, I guess you'd say, Moreno Valley. Oh, okay. Okay. That's far. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. So yeah, I would yeah. go there and race yeah. and go, because that- Paris was around then, there, right? Yeah, but, but I never raced far. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, Corona Raceway was around. Oh, they that's did right. night races, yep. but I yep. didn't do that either. Yep. yep. Um, but, are you good in school this time? Are you? Are, are you? Yeah, I was good yeah, in school. Yeah. I had good grades. Right, right. Um, I played basketball on the basketball yeah. team. I was really athletically, I was a better baseball player than anything. Oh, you were. I yeah. wanted to play baseball, but then the motorcycle thing came in, and I was yeah. like, ah, I gotta <laughs> do this. <laughs> I gotta do this. Um, but you know, so what? What year are you racing pro when you're 16? What, what are we talking here? Um, it was, well, it was 77. 78? 78. So is this Myerskopf and Wardy? Myerskopf, Ward. Like, are they, is that the, yeah, yeah, the yeah. era that you're yeah. in? Yeah, okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Myerskopf, Ward. Yeah, I mean, some, you know, Hannah, the, all yeah. those guys. Well, Hannah would, would, would be around. like the, the, but I'm saying like in your sort of age group coming yeah. up. Like, yeah, yeah. I can't, like, like 70, Ward turns pro in like 80, I think. Mm, 80, no. 79? No, no. He was when I was around. Like, well, was he? Yeah, he pro then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. He was because he raced like a XR seventy five. Yeah, and, no, on know. any Sunday. But yeah, and he all was. That. Okay, he was because we're about the same age now. So when you raced, was it were they gone? Were Wardy and Myerskoff just gone? Checked out from you? Like, or? um, it depends on where we raced. Yeah, like yeah. Rick Johnson. Yeah, I mean, there's. Yeah, I raced. I remember when Rick Johnson was coming up. Okay, he was. 15 and yeah, I was a little probably, younger than you right yeah, yeah he's a little yeah. younger than me and, and I was he came out to sunrise and me and him battled oh really battled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but see at yeah. sunrise I was I was yeah. that was, that was your place track. I right. rode there forever right I mean I battled with guys goat always likes to tell a story that I beat him there I don't remember me beating him there beating RJ beating yeah goat. oh beating goat yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah. I don't remember me beating yeah. him but he always swears that I beat him one day yeah and uh but that was my place if right. you came there yeah. i was gonna battle <laughs> the bro show yeah, was the was, guy yeah, yeah that yeah. was the thing and, and right. it's like key for the dishwasher tracks right right yeah. <laughs> but take him to paula and or yeah. hangtown and, yeah, the, yeah. and the wheels fall off right right right, right. but take him to the, the dishwasher <laughs> stuff and, he, and he's on it but um you know it, so at this point you're driving you're going to school yeah. you're racing pro you're making some money you're on your bit, way a little bit yeah yeah just yeah. a little bit and and everything was going along great i um like the first time I raced, and I'll say down the hill, like, okay. like Saddleback. Because <laughs> yeah. I came from here, I was yeah. beating everyone, no yeah. problem. Went down there, and I got lapped. Oh, really? Got oh, lapped. Oh, wow. That's quite a difference. <laughs> well, yeah. Because Saddleback's hard, hard pack. Hard pack, yeah, yeah. Never raced. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Sunrise is not like yeah. that. And but still, to get lapped. Yeah, I went home, and I was like, <laughs> man, maybe this isn't me. And I, You're and like, my, Dad, down the yeah. hill, they're really fast. Yeah, exactly. And my dad said, yeah. See, now you were a big fish. In yeah. this little pond right. up here. Yeah. Now you're a tiny fish in that pond down there. Yeah. So then that just made me work harder. Yeah. And my dad would always say, hey, if I see you working hard, I'll support you to death. Oh, yeah. But the day I don't see you working hard, he goes, I'll stop supporting you. It's um, simple as that. The Suzuki shop's giving you some stuff at this Suzuki point? Suzuki shop's helping me yeah. with bikes. And, yeah. I mean, uh, giving me discounts, yes. Yeah. And, and you know, we would... Um, I worked there a little bit, you know, when I could after yep. school at between riding, yep. uh, they always gave me a tractor ride. Cause the guy that actually owned the Zeke shop owned Sunrise? the 95. Oh, oh, so I oh, could yeah, go yeah. there and ride whenever oh, I want. Nice, and nice. he would, they would groom the track and yeah. water it and all that. So I rode there a couple, and, four times a week. And this is the day as we were talking before we hit record, like, and, and I just did a podcast with Gary Denton and. This is, you can ride four, you can race four or five times a week. Yes. Like insane. We Corona raced, Raceway. Yeah. Uh, De Anza, whatever. Right. We yeah. race Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. 
<laughs> if you wanted to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and we, so we didn't practice that much sometimes. Mm -hmm. We just raced. Yeah. And you would race, you know, if you were a, like I was bigger, so I couldn't race the little 125s, but I would race okay. the 250 and 500 class. Yeah. And then like Gary's like, Gary, they could race all three. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, you get fifth or sixth or whatever. If you do that in all these classes, yeah. you walk y away with making a, some money. a decent amount of money. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, like we were talking about, I, I didn't see those guys going to the Nationals very much, and I always wondered why. Yep. And go to a National, and you get yeah. 30th, Yeah. and you get $10 or $20 yeah. yep. or something. Yep. And it's like, why would I do this when I could stay at home and make a ton? <laughs> totally, right? right? Yeah. These these guys, and like Dubok was telling me too, like he's one of the guys. Yeah. They would just make livings. They would make a living right. doing it. And, right. and, and the Nationals, screw Supercross, screw right. the Nationals. Exactly. I, I'm... I'm doing the local money races, right? And, and, I'm, sure. and I'm doing well because right. when you look at the vault for you, you don't have that many results. In the no, vault. no, for sure. Like you, I don't. Do, like you were just no nope. the guy that would venture out of Southern California right. too much, right? Yeah, I mean, and you know, like I was telling Chris, we, I, I was never, I don't know that I was the fastest guy. I worked hard, yeah. And if I got near you towards the end of a race, I could beat you because I knew I was you, in good you're shape. In good shape. But I wasn't the most talented guy. Right. I wasn't. Yeah. I, I mean, and I, 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 I'm not ashamed to say that. I worked hard to get where I was. Yeah. And so for me, like racing the nationals, mm -hmm. I, I'd go to a national. I like. I went to Colorado, and I want to say it was 1979, mm -hmm. and I was in the top ten, and my bike broke. Yeah. Um, a couple years or a year later, I want to say it was 81. I was riding for Rex Staten at the time. And uh, I went up to um, Sears Point and raced the national. And I, I think I got 20th yeah. or 21st yeah. or something. You know, so. I always, I've told this story before, but so like I was a top 10, uh, like Loretta Lynn's Canadian rider, right? Like so a good amateur in Canada and uh, getting some help from Kawasaki. And I go down to Atlanta in 88 to race the amateur day supercross and watch the race the next day, 89, sorry, and watch the supercross the next day. And I line up 80 pro and like Renard's next to me or, right. and like, I'd never see Renard. Right. Right. And honestly, that was the, that was the time that it, it, it came in and I was like, sorry for the background noise, everybody. Uh, that was the time it came in and I'm like, uh, hold on. All right. You're good. Um, I'm like, shit. Like I, I, I'm not as good as I thought I was. I'm not, I'm not nowhere near what I can be. Right, mm -hmm. and, and that was the time where I was like, "Oh, do you have a moment like that?" Like, yeah, like, for sure. Yeah, where you were like racing, and maybe right. it was the Saddleback getting lapped. The Saddleback, know. yeah, that was that ruined me. And, and <laughs> I raced Colorado once, and I got lapped by Brock and by Chuck Sun, mm -hmm. five hundred class. Yeah, and uh, but still, I was like, "Man, I think I can still do this for something." At first, you know, you get discouraged yeah. a little bit, but yep. then you come back home and you do some local racing, you do okay. Um, and, and you just go back at it. Well, yeah. in 1981, um, everything was rolling for me. I yeah. was doing good. I yep. was, I tested for Suzuki a couple of times, oh, you did? You know, doing yep. production testing and, yep. and, uh, um, those are good bikes too. Yeah. My boss or the guy, my boss, the guy at that owned the Suzuki shop yep. was good friends with all the guys at Suzuki. Yeah. So they, he asked them, Hey, why don't you help him this guy? Yeah. You know, give him something, give him parts, whatever. Yeah. And they they were really shied away from it. And so then he pinned him down. He goes, hey, they called him and said, send him to Saddleback. So I went to Saddleback yeah. to test. Brian Myerskoff, Koji Masuda, Bob Elliott, yeah. and me. We're doing endurance testing. Um, you ride 45 minutes, yeah. get off the bike, right. rest 45 minutes, ride 45 minutes. Do that all day. Yeah. 
Um, and they said, if he does good there, we'll look at helping him. Well, it comes back, I guess I didn't do good enough. <laughs> and um, I was very discouraged because yeah. I was like, wait a minute. I was pretty good. Yeah. So the next year rolls around being 1981. That yeah. was the end of 1980, 1981. Yeah. 81, everything's going good. I'm winning local races in Southern California. Nobody's beating me all yeah. over the place. So you're, I mean, beating, you're beating factory guys like yeah, a lot of these local well, races? All the, whoever's at the yeah, local yeah, races, yeah. like CMC, all the CMC races. Golden not, States. Like the Golden States. Okay. I was probably in the top 10 there. Yep. But all the Golden State or the CMC race yep. series, I was leading it. Yep. Um, went down to, uh, I went to a race, or no, I was practicing, mm -hmm. and I got hit uh, head on with a guy out in the middle of the desert. Oh, wow. Broke my kneecap, broke my jaw, oh. broke my shoulder. Dude. I mean, just ruined just, me. Yeah. So for like, I want to say that Were was- Were you by yourself? Or no, I was with a guy. guy. Okay, so. Me, well, three of us used to ride this trail. Yeah, It's yeah. like a 40-minute trail. Yeah. And every day we used to ride this trail. One of the guys decided he needed to go earlier than us. Yeah. So he left early, figured out he didn't put any gas on his bike when he was a quarter of the Hauling ass back? Turned around backwards. So you hit your buddy? I hit my buddy. Oh, shit. So, was he okay? Yeah, he was fine. Yeah. He broke his collarbone. Yeah, yeah. It. Oh. Um, and so I was out. This like, is 81. This yeah. is the, yeah, 81. Yeah. And I broke my kneecap. Yeah. So I was out for six months. Yeah. Seven they months. They stitched it together. Yeah, I guess. they stitched yeah, my yeah. kneecap yeah. together. Oh, that would it hurt. was not. It yeah. was not good. <laughs> and so I started riding again in yeah. December. I want to say it was. Uh huh. Well, all of a sudden I get a call from Mitch Payton. Yeah. Just out of the blue. You never knew him. You never. Never nothing. You, as he calls himself back then, he was a kook in a wheelchair. Yeah. Right. Yeah. right. This guy calls me and says, "Hey, I'm Mitch Payton. I have uh, and I'm Husky. Do you want to ride some Huskies?" And I'm yeah. like. Have you well, heard yeah. of him? Had you heard of Pro Circuit not Husky? Really. No, okay. Not yeah, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, not at all. I, a little bit, maybe yeah. like you'd see a Husky and it always had a Pro yeah. Circuit on the tank, right. but never like they had a big shop or nothing. Yeah. So you weren't part of the wrecking crew yet at this point? No. You didn't meet, meet those guys yet? Okay. No. Yeah. So then um, I said, sure. And mm -hmm. I was just coming back and yeah. he said, come down next week. You can get some bikes and parts. Well, I show up at his shop. He puts two brand new bikes in my truck, gives me a boatload of parts gives me gear helmet yeah everything wow. i need like that's cool and i'm like yeah nobody's ever given me yeah, anything yeah besides a set of goggles yeah and i was like wow so i we did that thing the pro circuit thing and and you the know huskies weren't on there they weren't on par suzuki's no, back they then but they yeah, weren't yeah. as good right but mitch if there's one thing that mitch would always say and to this day, I'm sure he says it is, nobody will work harder than him yeah. making those bikes good. Yeah. And yeah. we did everything we could to yeah. those bikes to make, I mean, we did, made them as good as they possibly could. And, and did you kind of get your old form back after the, Yeah, I, yeah, I yeah, started yeah. riding yeah. well. I yeah. started riding, and then in Southern California, uh, back in the CMC series, because that's what Mitch wanted you to win. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. we needed to win the CMC yeah, yeah. series. And so, and it was like, I think he raced a night race. Who do you, who else did he help back then on a Husky? Was it a- Bill he, Keith, did Troy you, Lee- Jeff Jennings. Jennings. Jennings yeah. was his guy too. David yeah, Garrett. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um Troy. Yeah. So But yeah, Jennings was his Jennings he was, told me one time Jennings was, Jennings was a Suzuki guy, uh yeah. and, and he was super fast, I Jennings guess, right? He was the fastest guy you'd ever want. Right, I mean, right. he was amazing. Because right. he was so smooth. He yeah. was just really good rider. Right, right. But he would he was always in and out. 
You know, like yeah, he, he would he, come in for a while and then something would happen. <laughs> and, and then Mike Tripes was another guy. Oh, was me it, and him yeah. had battles. Because yeah, yeah. Mike and me always wanted to I be the top Mike guy. I didn't know Mike raced. I knew yeah. obviously Marty. Yeah, but he yeah, was, yeah, yeah. Mike was oh, really Oh, I didn't good. know that. Yeah, he yeah. wanted to be the top guy and I wanted to be the top guy. Yeah, this we, is 82. 82. So Huskies have two shocks at this point. Yes. Yes, they're yes. still, yes. They're, they're a little bit behind yes. the times. Yes, Mike Guerra, our suspension guy. Yeah, he's pro circuit. Yeah. Yeah. So... We had, um, you know, you that, had a big fro back then. <laughs> yeah. This was your, I mean, you were in some yes, ads, I, I think. Had, yeah. yeah, huge fro. Yeah, big time. fro. And, and this is the bro show. Yes. Who coins that nickname? I don't know. Dude, really? it's one of the all time. Yeah, I don't it's know. Yeah, it was, it was good. It, it was perfect for the time. I mean, I had the one Rick Johnson always laughs about. I had plasma oh, you on the back of my <laughs> pants. Did? And people would ask me, and, and I'll, I'll say it's a culture thing because black people would always say, hey, blood or brother, blood. They used to call each other bloods. Really? Instead of brother, yeah. I thought that was like blood and crip. No, that okay. was that was this was way before that. So they would that was the name as yeah, people yeah. would call you as like blood. blood. So I just said plasma is like blood. Blood. Without saying blood. <laughs> it was just one of those stupid things. All the white people are like, What's he well, talking what, about? What is he talking? Yeah, exactly. People were like, Are you kidding? Right, right. So but bro show stuck. Yeah. Um did you do supercrosses back then? I did, yeah. I like, did. Did you do any on a Suzuki or uh well Yes, yeah. later. Yeah, but I most of them on, on the Husky. We did, you know, like Anaheim. Yeah. we did. Um, Were you ever like intimidated to line up Super Bowl. against those stuff? Like, because you, okay, so you're the local hot shoe in yeah. California. You're winning everything. Yeah, you're and uh, at Golden States, you're dicing with factory guys. I imagine, you know, like mm-hmm. like doing good. Right, yes. you're doing good, and then you know these these guys are lined up on a Supercross, and you're like, oh, yeah, you know, yeah. Well, I'm more because of the bike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I mean, like I was where when I think about it today like and, and it's no excuse i mean my bike was as good as it could be yeah but the and then you had the production bike that was better than mine and then at the time the factory Worst bike, bike right? was like yeah quasar and yeah. i and i had an opportunity to ride a couple of factory bikes oh you did at one time yeah, yeah i rode a factory yamaha like what like around 1980 then? okay and then i rode a factory honda right in 1982 oh you rode one of those low boy tank ones how'd you how'd you how'd you ride that mm. Goat. Oh, goat. Goat lady. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Like, I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah. there's no way I can compete with you. Someone told me that a factory Honda was 25 pounds lighter yeah. than a production yeah. bike, which 25 pounds is huge. Right. And then right. my Husky was probably 25 yeah. pounds heavier than the production. <laughs> than the production yeah. Honda, right. I mean, I'll, and I'll say, like, yeah. Um, yeah, I think it was 1983, Saddleback National. I ended up 10th overall. Yep. But there was the ski jump, the jump up the hill. No, 84. 84. 9th overall. Up the, up the According hill. to the vault. Yeah, okay. the Suicide the Mountain. Suicide so, Mountain? Yeah. Yeah. I'm sitting there with Goat, and he's on his factory Honda. I think I think he was factory Honda at the time. Yeah. And No, Goat would have been Cowie then. 84. Yes. Yep. So we're sitting there talking, and he says, I go, I go, dude, can you jump that? He goes, he goes, yeah, you could jump it. And I go, are you sure? <laughs> he goes, yeah. So yeah. I come around the corner and just... Air-cooled, husky. Yeah. And hit so hard... <laughs> It almost knocked me out. I hit so hard. I didn't come close. I mean, I was five feet short. Yeah, yeah. And then I see him just go yeah, right over. Sailor. And I'm like, well, I, I'm i as fast as I yeah, can go. Yeah. There's nothing I can do. So <laughs> I, that's how the difference for yeah, me. Like, yeah. I looked at that and I go, I can't. Dude, no riding way. an 82 Honda probably would have just destroyed you for the Yes, exactly. <laughs> see, and, and the problem was because of my relationship with the guy at Suzuki shop, yeah. I would, every once in a while I would ride one of the Suzukis. Okay. And. Yeah, I knew yeah, how yeah, good they yeah. were. And again, Mitch is trying. Yeah, Husky's yeah. Husky's trying, trying, but they're trying, just not but there. it's just not yeah, there. Yeah, 
And but then again, you're getting everything for free. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, and, yeah. and you know, and people, well, you should have just wrote a Suzuki. Well, it's a big difference when you're a guy from a, a little town, you don't have a lot of money, yeah. and you 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 gotta you're going to race to make money. Yeah. I don't have the money to spend to do this. So I can get free parts, free bikes, and still, and Mitch was okay. We were winning local stuff, and that's all he cared about. Yeah, yeah. He didn't that care about yeah, Supercross yeah. or the Nash. Yeah, yeah. If we made a main grade, but yeah, yeah. he didn't care. Right. He wanted us to do good locally. Yeah, because that was, uh, I mean, you, there's a lot of spectators, a big deal, right? Yeah. yeah. And yeah. and that's where guys were with other Huskies to sell parts. And, and to me, it's funny, because I've been on this downtime, I've been reading a lot of old cycle news, and I've just been pouring through these things. And the... The manufacturers would build win ads for Golden States. Mm -hmm. They would build win ads for, yes. like, this was a big deal. Yeah. Like Golden it States were huge. Right. And, and I was always like, you know, you, you think of it as this local series, and it was, but it was a big deal to win anything for right. these OEMs back then, and they had budget to do it, and, right. they, and they supplied riders, and guys like Ron Turner, right, mm -hmm. killed it. And they made livings doing this. Made uh, a living Jim Tarantino, right? right. Was, Tarantino was amazing. Yeah. I mean, go to Saddleback, not many guys were beating him. Right. I don't care who you are. Right, yeah. You know, right. I mean, he was amazing there. Um. So, yeah, so you kind of, well, you have one result from Gainesville in 84. Yeah, it was horrible. <laughs> well, 17th. Yeah, 17th. Yeah. yeah. Um, Me and Mickey Diamond okay. and Mike Guerra and Mickey's mechanic. His name is Mark. I don't remember. Okay. We went there. And this was a Husqvarna factory Husqvarna, effort now at this yeah. point, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So Mickey was the Husqvarna or yeah. factory guy. Yeah. I was still pro circuit. Okay, pro circuit. But we Husqvarna. traveled with them. Yeah, yeah, right. And was that Laporte? No, Laporte was the next no. year. No. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I didn't know what I got myself into and going to Gainesville and never ridden anything like it. Yeah. It was like a fish out of water. Right. It was horrid. And I. So I, a lot of times, sorry to interrupt you, a lot yeah. of times you had choices to make like, mm -hmm. hey, uh, St. Louis Sabercross is this weekend, but man, uh, the Corona Raceway, I'm I'm in the points for that. Yeah, like there's yeah. no way you're traveling. Right, and yeah. I I can go make a a thousand bucks. This yeah. Week yeah, yeah, if yeah. I stay home, yeah. it so, cost yeah. me nothing. Just it just it was for you to travel. Right, and then yeah, interesting. Um, uh, yeah, and then you know, and and then I started having knee issues big time. Like in the 1983, the well, and before that, my only Supercross main, let's say. Yep. Was 1983, 82 San Diego. End of the, end of yep. yeah, end of 82. Yep. But I was on a November. 1983 bike. Yep. And uh, like that bike, the what happened was, and the reason I was on a Suzuki is Mitch. Oh, you were on a Suzuki? Yeah, I was on a Suzuki because it says Husqvarna no, in the vault, so we'll wrong. fix this. Yeah, okay. Wrong. Right. Um, when I went the, towards the end of the year, because yeah. San Diego then was the last yep. race, like at the end of the year, and Mitch didn't know what was going on with the team, what what they were going to do, yeah. so. The Suzuki shop guy said, hey, you need a bike, you can borrow a Suzuki. Yeah. So RM was a good bike I back picked then, up yeah. an 83 RM 250 on Tuesday. I rode it on my desert track on Wednesday, yeah. raced on Saturday. <laughs> Made the main. Didn't change tires, <laughs> didn't change suspension. <laughs> Didn't I? Yeah. That was what I had. Yeah. So that's what made I the wrote. main event. And made the main. Did you event. make it to the heat? Or do you remember? Yeah, I yeah. beat Ken Howerton. Oh really? Me and him battled, yeah. and I beat him. He was on a factory cow. Yeah, he was on a factory cow. And but the bike was amazing. Yeah. The bike was really, really yeah. good. Yeah. And then when I get home, after that, the guy that owns Suzuki shop said, "Hey, that was great. You can keep that bike, and I'll give you another one and all the parts you need mm -hmm. if you want to continue to race it. In 83. In 83. Yeah, yeah. But then Mitch called me and said, hey, we got a good deal <laughs> yeah. for you. You can ride some Supercross and Nationals. Yeah. And I had to go back because yeah. I just like, yeah. even though. Did you get a national number? I think you did, didn't you? Uh, I think one year. Yeah, I thought I remember. I you. Like, you know, like parts and tires and sprockets. It just, it adds up. And I was like. 
I know I'm there. Uh, now I know yeah. that I'm never going to make a living at yeah. this. Yeah. I want to make some money yeah. to be able to buy a house or whatever yeah. at yeah. some point. Uh, but my knee started giving me issues in the in '83. Like it started really going bad. Okay, yeah. Uh, Fly Racing Racer X podcast with Andy Jefferson, presented by Renthal and Maxis. Uh, also, and I think the folks at Alias CBD, of course. Uh, Renthal.com, Maxis.com, and FlyRacing.com. Uh, doing a lot for you people out there. And also, Race Tech. Uh, Race Tech was around in your day. Did you ever get into work Race Tech back in the day? Yeah, Paul Thede built some bikes for me. Did he? Yeah. yeah I, I was, he used to I, work at Pomona Suzuki. That's what Denton was telling yeah. me. And, and uh, super smart guy, and yeah. he's still around. And Pulp 20 is the code to save with Race Tech. Uh, they do motors and suspension for the Chaparral Honda team. Uh, they also do motors and suspension for, uh, uh, they've done it for Ben LeMay over the years, and Chris Blos and all these guys. Racetech.com. Pulp 20 is the code to save with the folks at Race Tech. And they helped Andy Jefferson back in the day also. So, yeah. um, so the knees started bothering you. And like back then, of course, you know, the surgeries wasn't what what it is now. So. Well, I was taking cortisone shots every two months. Oh, really? Yeah. I would go in and get a yeah. cortisone shot so I could ride. Yeah, so Otherwise, could, I couldn't ride. Yeah, you couldn't. It couldn't. was impossible. Um, what do you remember about a young Mitch Payton? Like, what do you... Like, oh, he was a First fire. of all, how many times would you guys have done things back then that would get you arrested today? <laughs> like, a hundred different things? probably, yes. He, he just had no fear Dude, of anything. Just, there's just so many stories. Yeah, just like, you know... It, it didn't, it just didn't matter. We'd go into restaurants and do crazy stuff and <laughs> act like idiots and, you know, and just, I mean, stuff that now I look back and go, wow. Yeah. And, but then it was fun. Yeah. And, yeah. and Mitch. And Troy and, was around. Yeah, right? yeah. Troy was a maniac. I mean, Troy. Uh, did, 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 was Troy painting when you met him or was he, what yeah, that's he doing? Right. Yeah. Was he, he was, he was racing and starting to paint. He was in, he lived in a garage in, in Corona. Okay. And painted helmets. So he painted all of the stuff for us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For Mitch would get yeah. him to paint. But around. he had no business then. He was no, just Mitch Troy Lee racer no, guy. Just right, Troy yeah. Lee, I'm um, racer, fun guy. Was he always kind of like out there a little yeah. bit? Yeah. Okay, so he hasn't changed that way. Right, no. Right. But he was a great starter. Yeah. He would always start up front, and then somehow his like, beer would kick in, you know, because the night before he probably was out getting hammered a little <laughs> yeah. bit. And pretty soon Troy's going backwards, but he Dude, was always out front early. When does he show you like this thing called an arrow visor? Like and you just go whatever, dude. Yeah, he, he yeah he he came up with some. I mean, he had some cool stuff, but he had some weird. Yeah, those visors must yeah. have made him a, so much money, oh, God. right? Yeah, a ton, <laughs> a ton. And you're you, you were probably the first guy to put one on. Yeah, probably. yeah we had them on yeah. all of our helmets. So. Um. Uh. So and then so Mitch, hard worker, smart guy, just yeah, ruthless the, a little bit, right? A yeah, little, like, for yeah. sure. And and I mean. Well, ruthless in, in a lot of ways. We had uh, he'd have screwdriver fights every once in a while, where he'd get mad and he'd sling a screwdriver like into the wall, like yeah, yeah. pretty close to you. He never did it to me because I think he was scared of me a little. <laughs> um, me and him got into it once up at uh, Split P. Anderson's. Okay, we were coming back from a race, and he was doing his usual dicking around, doing something stupid that he wasn't supposed to. Do. And I said, "Look, you do that again, yeah. and I'm going to throw you over that fence." On and the fence was right next to the freeway. Okay. It was a barbed wire fence. And he goes, you aren't going to do that. Blah, blah. And he did it again. Well, I picked him up out of his wheelchair and I pushed him over the fence and I took his wheelchair back to the van and left him. That's awesome. For like That's, 20 minutes, yeah, yeah. I let him sit there. I go, when you're calm and not being an idiot, I'll put you back in your chair. Otherwise, you could stay there. I don't care. There's so many stories about Peyton yeah. back in the day. Yeah. And yeah. like dares, like the, another thing for him and Troy were always, they dare each other. Yeah. To do something stupid. And they stole some sod from a oh, claim jumper or something, right? That's a big one. <laughs> they like, got in trouble for that. Dummies doing right. that, like right out front where everyone's <laughs> they watching. Needed, like, they needed grass. Yeah, <laughs> let's roll this sod up and yeah. take it. And you would think like somebody would look at the, you know, because 
literally it was in front where everyone was yeah, sitting. Yeah, yeah. People were just watching. What are they doing? <laughs> Pro would roll it up, put it on Mitch's lap. Mitch would roll it into his van. And then they couldn't take Mitch to jail, so that he had to drive. Oh yeah, he's in a wheelchair. Yeah, yeah. So the cops made him drive with a cop escorting him. You know, <laughs> just like you're like, how dumb are you? Yeah, guys? But um, insane stuff like that. This is the start of Pro Circuit, and obviously Husqvarna. He, you know, he attaches himself and he's getting you support and everything else. Did you think he would be as successful as he is today? Did you always? Did you, you know, what I mean, did you see the genesis or the roots of this guy? Obviously, '86 he gets haunted to use the pipe and things right. blow up from there, but. You're there before then, and is, are you? Well, I know that um, Jody yep. from MXA would always tell him, you need to stop working on these Husker arms and start working <laughs> on Japanese bikes. <laughs> and Mitch would always say, no, Huskies are good. They're, you know, they've got a new ball and this and that. And, you know, yeah. when he finally yeah. listened, obviously, you see what happened. But <laughs> I, I figured Mitch would be successful because he was going to work. And, and, you know, just like today, yeah. you see the guy, he gets there at 10, he leaves at Nine and yeah, nine because he's yeah, always working. Yeah. And, and the mechanics the, yeah, for the race team, they, I mean, they're the hardest working Just, guys out yeah, there. Yeah, everyone's yeah. there working. Yeah. And they're all there for one goal, and that's yeah. to win races. Did you ever? Do you ever remember him saying like, "Oh, I'm going to have a team one day"? Or like, no, like, he I, never, yeah, never got that. Yeah. No, never got that far. When do you meet Jody and uh, and Jimmy Mack and these guys? Back, you know, same when I first started riding for yeah, Mitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They kind of helped me a lot. You know, you they, weren't, dude. You were like as a kid growing up in Canada. You were in the magazines a ton. Yeah, they loved you. Yes, yeah, and that helped me. And, and yeah. you know, it's. I, I think I look back sometimes. I go, I didn't want to be known as the black kid that's racing. Yeah, I want to be known as a racer. Yeah. but that helped me get to where I yeah. was. Right, because I could have just been another guy. When you talked about uh, speaking about being African American or black, uh, uh, you speak. Is it, when do you start seeing racism? Like you said, not back then. But is this pro days? Like, yes. is this kind of yeah? Stuff where you're a couple like, of you, nationals yeah. I went to, like that one in Florida. Oh, some people there. Florida, that seems odd. Yeah, giving you a little really? grief, you yeah, know. Yeah. And what are you doing here? And um, like at the Super Bowl, like spectators, not yeah, not yeah. racers or yeah. mechanics, but spectators. Yeah, yeah. Super Bowl yeah. And motocross, yeah. you know, because back then the pits, you were in a cage. Oh yeah, a lot yeah. of people don't yeah. know this, but you didn't have vans and stuff around. There yeah, you had to wheel everything fenced, in. Yeah, yeah, there was yeah, a yeah. fence cage, and you had a four by right. six foot area. That's where you put all your yeah. toolbox, all right. your stuff was in that area. Yep. And people around you were around the outside, and people could walk up and you know yeah. say something. Yeah, to yeah. You. And people would snip. But for me, you just hear it a little yeah, bit. Yeah, but yeah. for me, I learned a long time ago because my dad and what my dad grew up in. Mm-hmm. I mean, my dad grew up in the dead south. Yeah, went through all kinds of races and oh, crap. Did he? Yeah, and he yeah. always, said, I mean, the real stuff. Yeah, like, where you could die. Like, like, well, like. Diving in a pool, everyone in the pool gets out except for him. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah, yeah, for yeah. me... God, that I, stuff, you, you hear about that stuff, yeah. but it's just unbelievable. For me, it meant nothing. I yeah. mean, someone could say something, ah, I don't care what right. you... Right. I mean, because I always try and tell myself that there's only a few people that I put stock into if they say something yeah. about me that will hurt me. Yeah. Otherwise, I don't... Yeah. I don't, who are you to tell me something? Wasn't there another African-American guy? Yeah, there was a couple. Uh, what was his name? David McLean was one. McLean, yeah, McLean. And then there was, was another kid, yeah. uh, Robert, I don't know, I miss his name. Yeah. But he, they, I had an article in one of, in Racer X, I think it yeah. was, a while ago with this guy. But David McLean was really He was fast. good, yeah. He was, he was good. Really I remember good. being. Yeah. So the MXA guys, they'd let you test some bikes and stuff yeah, for them I too and all that? Yeah, I tested bikes. I got to be around them and... and that helped me a ton. That opened a lot of doors yes, for you and everything, very right? Much yep. so. And and I'll say like now I look back and and I would tell kids today that you have to you have to speak about yourself. Yeah. And I was never that guy. Yeah. I was never that guy to do that. Yeah. I always figured if I did good enough, 
Yeah. Somebody's going to help me. Yeah, yeah. And that's no. not the way it is. Yeah. And, and I was never good at it because right. I didn't want the spotlight on me. Yeah. I just wanted to go do my thing and, and uh, you know, hopefully someone take notice. But you can't be that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the MXA guys would have helped you for sure yeah. Like yeah. as far as that goes, right? With that kind of right. stuff. Right, Um, Yeah, interesting to – yeah, they loved you, man. You were all over yeah. the mag. I remember all the time they'd interview yeah. you. Yeah. And he's coming back. His knee hurts. Right. He's coming back. Yeah. Right. Um, so the last result in the vault was your ninth at Saddleback, 500. Mm-hmm. That's a good result. Yeah. Um, what happens after that? Do you keep racing? Do you- I raced. I think that was the end of Pro Circuit. Yeah. I think 1985, I, if I remember correctly, I raced some local stuff. I, yeah. bought, I bought a Honda. Were your knee, was your knee? My knee was screwed. Bad now? I, yeah. By that time, I had had a couple of surgeries, two. Yeah. Um, and it it just would swell up and just get really bad and and like you said the technology wasn't so great yeah. so yep. it um the doctor finally said look you got to quit so i raced i think 85 a little local mm-hmm. stuff i raced 86 just a touch 87 i got a cowie and rode it a couple of times yeah, and then yeah. i just said yeah. doctor said done yeah you were you were having trouble walking yeah. and everything yeah and, and i'm that. like yeah, yeah. i got to be done right and so i just said and i just like how old racing. were you at that point um, I think I was 23. I yeah. Guess. So I was going to say he's kind of young, yeah. like to be like yeah. done racing. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I just decided like, I just got to be over this. Huh? Maybe I was a little older than that. For right. The but even still 25, it's yeah, still 25, still young. And I just said, done. I got to be done. Yeah. And at the time I had start working for my friends. Oh, you were doing it back then. Products. Yeah. Oh, I started shit. there I in, 80, that. Oh, in 84. Okay. Wow. Um, after when I first got hurt, so I you started, were at that place from '84 until until I left for Husky. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. Wow, Twenty-seven years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but so that was an actual source of income too at that yes, point too, that where you're good, like, yeah, yes, yeah, very much. Yeah. And um, but for me, like, I the doctor said you got to start riding bicycles. You got to start yeah. walking. Don't run. You know, so yeah, yeah. for me, that's what I did. I started riding bicycles then and trying to get my knee stronger and. It's been better. Yeah, I mean, so you I never actually had a surgery on it again? Uh, no, I've had oh. two more since Oh, then. two more. Okay. Yeah. so I've had two on the other one and yeah, yeah, four yeah. on one. Oh, shit. Five okay. on one. Yeah. So, um, but Is now, it like cartilage stuff or men- ligament meniscus, stuff? I yeah, meniscus. I've torn ACL yeah, both yeah. my knees, you know, just the usual right. stupid R- stuff. Right. Um, but I didn't ride. I like yeah. from that time, 86, I think I rode the Elsinore Grand Prix. Gara, Mike Gara called me. Yeah. Or Mike Gara called me and asked me to do some, it was some race that Rex and Johnny O'Mara did. It was like a vet race at Paris. Okay. And I think that was 1993. Yeah. And so I went and got a Yamaha from him, like on a Thursday. Yeah, yeah. And then raced it. Had no idea. <laughs> Arm pump, you know, yeah. death. Yeah, I was yeah. like, oh. Yeah. And got killed and i was like i'm over this that's it i'm done and then yeah omera raced uh the world vets well, number 101 on 100 yeah, troy yeah and one i remember yeah. like 90 uh 93 right yeah and then um i raced again in 96 i raced the elsinore grand prix on a 125 okay Gara gave me. yeah yeah um he called me and said hey you want to and yeah, i'm yeah. like yeah sure i'll do it and yeah that that i had a blast and yeah. then right after that i right when the uh first yamaha 400 came okay 98 I bought a four when the four twenty six, which yep. is ninety nine. Yeah, I bought one of those. It got back into it. Got bit. back. Yeah, in. yeah. I loved racing then. Yeah, was, and then so, I, I've been racing ever. It's since. crazy that you got a top ten overall at Saddleback, obviously place you know well and everything else, but still a great result. Mm-hmm. And two years later, you're totally done. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got a ninth, yeah. and then like two years later, you're done racing. Yeah. That's it. And, and really, it was a it was a hard pill to swallow because I wanted to race, and 
at the time I was really getting better yeah. and you still, you know, you got to think what's realistic. Yeah. What is, what's yeah. realistic yeah. going to happen? What, what, yeah. Right. What's going to happen here. Right. You know, so I get, so let's say I get ninth overall. Does that mean I'm going to get a factory? I probably not. No. And no. later I'll say, and, and you know, um, that just I, think Mickey got a factory Honda ride and one, two, one, three, that could have been you. Yeah. <laughs> no, 500 no doubt, right. ride. Um, but I was, <laughs> I, I found out later, lots of years later that Suzuki was never going to hire me. No, never. Because of what? Because of color of my really? skin. Really? Yeah. It was not going to happen. Really? Yeah. Oh, I wouldn't have thought that. And Motocross people are, you know, for the most part, you know, your speed on the track is the yeah. determining factor a but, lot of times. But but I'll say that they had... It was a different time back then. Yeah. I mean, and, and I'll say, that, you know, my wife's Japanese. Oh, okay. And she could tell you that Japanese are pretty racist against most people, a lot of people, let's say. Not, yeah. I shouldn't even say that. This it's is a blanket this statement. This is a generality. Yeah, a right, generality. Right. But... For me at that time, they weren't going to. In, hire in me. the early eighties, they were not. Ten times hire. were different. It yeah. was not going to yeah, happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No matter, no yeah. matter what. I right, did. right. And and I knew that there was a point where you know that the bike's going to hold you back so much. So I'm yeah. never going to, unless I would go out and win a couple yeah. races. And I knew that was not going to happen. Yeah. yeah. So for me, I, and does it bother me? Uh, no, yeah. it doesn't. Because I have a, I had a great life. What, what riding for Mitch and what happened to me in those yeah. days was something that I couldn't. Couldn't have slated better. Yeah, it was perfect. Yeah, yeah. The way it all fell. The fell way, in, yeah, yeah, everything yeah. fell together. Oh, that's interesting. So, uh, what was you think? What do you think your greatest race was? Was there a, a local race, or the SoCal race, or? Oh yeah, Deanza Cycle Park. Yeah, I won like five races in a row there, five big purse money yeah. races. Yeah, and made a, just a killing. So that was Johnny O's territory. Was Deanza right? Wasn't it? No, no, he was Indian. He was sorry, yeah. Indian Dunes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Holly was in here last yeah. week for the show and talking about Indian Dunes. <laughs> yeah, that, well, yeah, yeah. All those guys rode there. And see, that was always the yeah. thing. You had the sand guys, like, and then there was they had their one. Is track. Indian Dunes kind of like around Gorman? Is yes. that where it was? Yeah. Okay. Because yeah, I, exactly. I went to Gorman a few times yeah. before. It well, closed. it's yeah, but it's a little bit but same area. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, okay. All right. I never um, quite understood that being from Can being from Canada I never quite got the geography yeah the, yeah. Mo the movie studios did a lot there oh, okay and uh, where was Dianza then Dianza was like Marino Valley Marino like, so when you're going yeah. down let's say the 60 freeway okay from Riverside yep yep it's out in the hills out there it's okay so that's where that's five where or six miles was. yeah where was Corona Raceway right right off the freeway that you know that golf course you can see when you're on the 15 going towards Mitch's place right before the 91 there's Heading like which a, way on the 15? You're going west on the 15. Okay. So the, no, that's a north-south west. If you look right, north or no, excuse me, the 91. 91. Ah, 91. Yeah, west. You look west, yeah. and then on the right side, there was there's a yeah. golf course. Yeah. That's where it was. That's where it was. Yeah. Okay, right there. There was no houses. Yeah, 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 okay. And so Corona Raceway was amazing. And the whole time you lived in High Des? Yep. Kiefer, Preston, yep. Jefferson, yep. the High Des yep. crew. Yep, for sure. That's funny. Desert was awesome. So, so the washing machines and the dead bodies and that they were all there. Yeah, They're yeah. still all there. Hang a left there, yeah. <laughs> duck down for this tree, all that shit that he loves. Yes, right, okay. very much. G got it. Uh, man, I wish you had more time. I, we got ready for the pulp show. We, pulp yeah. show starting in forty five minutes. So, okay. uh, otherwise, I would love to bench race with you some more. Yeah, um, for sure. Who's the fastest? Who is the f you? This would be the trivia question for you. You'd be the answer to this. Fastest SoCal guy to never make it, quote unquote. You might be the answer for that. No. Who was the, who was the answer then? Who who's who's the guy? Uh, well, the, you have to to me like a Jeff Jennings. Yeah, would be the guy. Okay, because he was, like never got a factory ride. Never well, really. He got factory ride. He, he was Suzuki. Yeah, but something happened and it okay. kind of went away. Uh, you know, I mean, but yeah, he was amazing. Yeah, like the guy or, was, or Turner could be an answer. Ron Turner. Yeah, Radical Ron Turner Ron. was right. very good. Right, Ron right. Turner rode. I mean, he just never. 
got that factory right. But I don't even know that he wanted it because yeah, like, yeah, he did like so good. Right, like you said, right. Denton. He did yeah. so good. Yeah, Denton locally. On a pod I did, Denton finished top ten of the nationals twice and didn't yeah. seem to really care. Right. Like he was right. just yeah. Yeah, I mean it, it was there right. was no reason to do right, that. Right. You could have been a quad guy. Like right. Denton. Exactly. <laughs> Should have oh jumped on the quads. Yeah. yeah. Uh well hey, thank you, Andy, for doing this. I no really problem. appreciate it. A lot of fun. Yeah, uh for and, sure. and uh and congrats on a great career and you're back at Husqvarna. Yeah. Which I think is ironic and hilarious. Yeah. You were the guy for Husky. Growing up for me, you were the guy for Husky, mm-hmm. uh, and now you're back at Husky. So, yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> exactly. Greatest thing ever. Right. Fly Racing, Racer X Podcast, presented by Renthal and Max. with Andy Jefferson. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks, Andy. No problem. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show. Don't forget to check out some of our past shows, including motocross legends such as The Bad Boy, Rick Johnson. I looked down and my hand was junk. I mean, yeah. it was sitting over to the side. The tendons were jerking in weird places. And my biggest disappointment with Danny Storbeck is that he never said sorry. Danny and I were friends, and we've never talked since. Brian Lunis. Before the 500 event, Dave and I fly to Germany, go down to Stuttgart. There's this little shop out the back of the mall factory. We get our cylinders, take them back, and, you know, off we go. And, you know, we ran Nicosile Cylinders as a factory part for a handful of years before anybody ever saw it in production. Dave Arnold. And Magoo was all, you know how he did the big pancake thing? Right, and right. and he's got the thing, he's completely laying on the gas tank trying to miss his tree. I mean, he would have gone even harder, jumped farther if that tree hadn't been, you know, yeah. if, it, if it hadn't been there. The Hurricane Bob Hanna. I love the guy. I don't dislike. I think yeah. he's the greatest competitor this sport ever had. That absolutely 100% in my mind. I firmly believe that statement I said about these modern-day guys in Switzerland or Holland or Belgium on 45 minutes on the same bike. You're not beating Roger. Are you crazy? Right. They're not doing it. If they think they're so much better nowadays than they were in those days, they're fools. They're different bikes, different times. The Beast from the East, Damon Bradshaw. It got to the point where I didn't want to leave home. And once I got to the race, I wasn't into it. If I wasn't going to give 100%, I'm not going to take their money. The working class hero, Doug Henry. It was definitely an emotional moment for me, just thinking to myself, that's it, you know, and it's, it's amazing the stuff that goes through your head in a short amount of time of the things that, you know, that I was going to miss. The daughter, Ron Machine. Until you really open your ears and you want to listen to what they're saying, it's like beating a dead horse. I mean, and I know from personal experience, did anybody ever sit me down? Of course they did. Everybody did. Go circuits, Mitch Payton. There's two ways to make the money. One is you can sign for money, or two, you can earn the money. I'm a high believer in earning the money. I think they ride better when they earn the money. Seven-time Jeremy McGrath. I was so mad, like so disappointed and so frustrated that I pulled pick and I left. Every point counts. I could kick myself to this day for not just riding around in tents. It's been no problem. My, my ego got in the way, you know? The O Show, Johnny O'Mara. Stuff that you could, you'd sit there if you didn't even want to ride it, you just wanted to just look at it all day. I mean, I got a chance to test all that. I like that era I was in, I really do. Search Pulp MX in the iTunes store to enjoy these and over 800 great motocross podcasts. As the days and the months and the years